Blog Talk Radio. Empowered Love with author, self-mastery coach, and relationship expert, Melanie Tanya Evans. Take back your power, heal your soul, and set yourself free. Free through Empowered Love. And now your host of Empowered Love, Melanie Tanya Evans. Hi, and welcome to another Empowered Love Radio Show, and I'm Mel. And this week's topic is something that I've been wanting to write about for a little while, and a friend of mine, a dear friend of mine, Marie, um, actually was a prompt for me to do this, and Marie is an active contributor in this community, and she wrote to me a couple of weeks ago on Facebook regarding one of my latest Thriver TV episodes and even though her message started off as humorous it really got me thinking and this is what she wrote oh my god Mel how ice cream doesn't go on top of poop thank you for this video on self-partnering amazing that we can become addicted to new but really the same external focus even though it falls under a new category called self-care We easily slide into this trap by seeking comfort outside of self with all these new external distractions. Distractions, well, yes, are soothing and have not been made a priority by us before in the past, but distractions nevertheless. This is a much-needed explanation, perhaps even long overdue. I'm guilty of this type of self-avoidance through these new distractions, lies we tell ourselves. I'm taking care of self by doing X, Y, Z for me. Are we really? Still doing and not being. Still seeking external comforts, all things in moderation. Nutrition is important. Skin care, it's an organ, is still important. Exercise, yoga, meditation, still important. Hair care, manicures and pedicures, massage, therapists, important. But it can easily snowball into a new obsession, further distracting us from doing the inner work, shifts and connecting. Thank you for this reminder. First time I've heard it out loud, but since it is universal truth, it's a reminder of what once was forgotten and therefore is a reminder. And this was my response to Marie. Yep, Marie, ice cream on top of poop from all accounts is shite. You are so welcome and very, very true. Outside distractions are the human norm until we have had enough of the results of self-avoidance, which really can be any time the wake-ups strike. I agree, all the self-care things are great, but the ultimate truth is there is no greater self-care than going directly to trauma in our body and releasing it. I do it all the time, as soon as it is felt, in the car, out walking, in the shower, on the loo. Laugh out loud. The reason being, managing wounds means distractions are needed, whereas dealing with wounds means we are free to be without needing distractions, and there is a huge difference. After writing Marie back, I knew this conversation was leading into a deep dive into a very necessary conversation that I've been wanting to have with this community for a long time. And that is about being addicted to self-help and why that is not the healing answer. I used to be addicted to self-help and I mean that literally. You see, I had always had anxiety, had always been fascinated with spirituality and personal development and totally needed to do it in order to try to feel sane. 
the reason I needed to do this was because my head never stopped thinking. I was always ruminating about the past hurts, trying to project better thoughts into the future and was quite frankly a squirrely, balled up mass of nerves in the present. Could I just relax and be in the now? No way. Could I enjoy anything great that happened in the moment? Yes, fleetingly. But then I was back on the old hamster wheel of the pain of the past and the fear of the future unless I was doing something to distract myself even though I thought I was really fixing myself. What I did find is if I wasn't doing spiritual or self-development processes, things would get worse. Addictions would take me over. Things like drinking, smoking, the wrong men, partying and getting up to mischief. The choices that I would make to self-medicate to avoid my overthinking that was driving me crazy. In truth, the only time my head could shut down was when I was in an altered state because then I couldn't think. When I was fully committed to spiritual and personal development, it was better because apart from amassing information, I would eat better and exercise and I would tell myself I was healthy and spiritually developed and I wasn't drinking, smoking as much or doing destructive things to myself. But was I really better? Was I really healing? No, I was simply attempting to manage my unattended to inner wounds. And the truth was, I had just switched the bitch for the witch. I was still an addict, meaning that I had unhealed anxiety that I'd never got rid of, which required distractions, addictions, in order to take me away from the rumbling and often roaring of these inner wounds. Without knowing it, I was using spirituality and personal development as buffers between me and my wounds. They were self-medications rather than truer cures. Sorry, true cures. If I was not carrying so much trauma inside my body, maybe spirituality, as it is, would have been enough to personally heal me. But as I know now, intense trauma that we simply have, are born with, or has accumulated, is not that easily dealt with. And because I was carrying so much crisis consciousness, which I talked about recently in one of my videos, I was over-functioning. I wanted to make sure I dotted all the I's and crossed all my T's. I wanted to leave no stone unturned, making sure I'd done enough of a good job of self-help and self-care that I was actually healing and changing. Because in reality, I was terrified that if I didn't, the walls of life would cave in on me because it felt to me that if I slowed up with my efforts of working on myself, that something would go horribly wrong. I really believed and was living the experience that I had to put in supreme effort just to be normal, whatever normal was. So as well as spirituality and personal development, I would go on health and fitness kicks and I was fabulous at those too. They were completely obsessive compulsive. I'd exercise, diet and go full on into ways of living and being that were quite frankly fanatical. And the sad thing about it was I was so hard on myself. I was my own drill sergeant. I did not listen to what my body and soul needed. Rather, I kept pushing it relentlessly toward what my mind believed it needed to be a perfect, healthy, holistic, spiritual person so that 
finally life could go right for me. None of this was coming from a place of ease, grace and well-being. It was all about fear. The trying to stay one step ahead of my wounds and somehow find a way to survive myself. Yet it did not matter what spiritual practice I went into or what diet or what exercise regime I immersed myself in. I was always with myself and my unattended to inner being who was simply being forced into more and more ways to be well, yet wasn't. I didn't know at the time, but now I do. All I was doing was finding yet another distraction to separate me from facing my inner wounds. And this became extremely evident every time I took my foot off the pedal and eased up with these practices. That was when anxiety and pain would strike again and then the old unhealthy addictions would start up again. I would have a blowout and regress and self-sabotage again. Are you relating? I know many, many people will and do. So you may be thinking, okay, you are saying spirituality, personal development and eating well and exercise are not the answer. Please know this. I am not telling you to throw out the baby with the bathwater. What I am saying is these things are great if they are a natural outpour of your already self-partnered self and are authentically an extension of who you really are. And they can be great for people who are not dealing with intense trauma trapped in their bodies, which people who have been narcissistically abused are. And what I'm about to say may shock you as well as go against everything you may have ever believed. If spirituality, personal development and health practices are being used to try to manage your intense trauma by distracting and self-medicating you without ever directly facing and dealing with your substantial inner wounds, then you would be better off never meditating or reading spiritual literature, eating McDonald's and doing no exercise and instead just facing and dealing with your inner trauma directly in your subconscious and up-leveling it so that it just doesn't exist anymore. The reason being, because nothing else is ever truly going to heal you, at best all it will do is help you distract you from fully feeling and dealing with your pain. In relation to extreme trauma, we cannot heal for real what we are not prepared to feel, self-partner with. And the crazy thing is, we are taught every way to not do that, including spiritual and personal development. Pain and trauma inside us is not just an energy signature, an emotion. It's a part of our DNA, DNA wiring, our survival programs, which I talked about recently in a Thriver TV episode, and an embedded imprint, which has literally become our inner identity. That is our emotional composition, which is who we are and what we create with life. Until we release that trauma, and make the space for something better to emerge within us. When we start living without our trauma, we come back to our organic true self state. When we free our physical body of trauma and toxins and grant it an environment to heal itself, it does. And so does our emotional composition identically without our trauma. 
which is the emotionally painful events that have happened to us or been passed down to us genetically in our DNA, and the toxins, which is the negative beliefs that go with that. Without these dense energies, we become healthy and naturally emotionally well. Before we experience a shift to free ourselves of trauma and toxic beliefs, the energy signature of fear, pain and judgment continues on. And as a result, we feel unsafe within ourselves, with others and with life. And we continually try to find ways to subdue and survive these feelings which is always a job and a battle because the trauma inside us is screaming constantly as soon as it has space to be heard. Repeating the same frantic request every time, please come to me, help me and free me from this problem, which is exactly what the signal of, an, of emotional pain and discomfort has always been about. No different from a fire alarm sounding, an electronic warning appearing on your car computer screen or your cat screeching when you stand on its tail. Is it any wonder the human race has become so sick in its relentless insistence to ignore the inner screams? How crazy is it to think that ignoring the screams would make the inner trauma go away? Did ignoring the signal of the fire alarm ever put out a fire? Or ignoring the car flashing warning, ever fix a car? Or blocking your ears to your cat and not moving off its tail ever relieve your pet of its pain? No. No more than ignoring our inner self ever got us out of continually battling trauma. There are many insane protocols on our planet, but this has got to be one of the most insane. Believing that masking, medicating, numbing out or distracting ourselves from our traumas create real healing. It doesn't. It does anything but. It simply creates more dysfunction, more emotional, physical, mental and spiritual breakdown and more requirement to use addictions, distractions to try to burn off the pain and anxiety. Ironically, many people get involved in spiritual practice and personal development to find peace from their intense trauma and what they don't realize is they aren't. They are simply, no matter how many books or seminars they do, finding more and more ways to avoid going directly to their trauma and actually healing it. But how can we blame them? Like myself, they had no idea that there was another way, a real and direct way to heal. We believed managing our wounds would heal them. We didn't realize true healing is releasing and being completely free of our wounds so that there is nothing to manage. And it isn't until we make it our mission to be free of wounds instead of trying to battle them that we discover that we do have the power to be in life and do stuff in life, not as a requirement in order to try to emotionally survive, but instead from a piece of ease, joy and freedom. That is our true self-state. So how do we know when our spiritual practice is not working? Initially in this community, when I would meet yoga instructors, spiritual teachers and people who were impeccable with their self-care and discovered that they were still deeply traumatized and struggling, I was really surprised. I expected them to A, not really be susceptible to terrible abuse and B, if so, to have the tools to heal from it. Now that I know so much about the profile of people who are most likely to be abused by narcissists, I know that people connected to spiritual practice and personal development like myself rate very highly. 
the reason being is many of us had deep original wounds that led us to spiritual practice and self-development in the first place. And healing ourselves was not remiss because of lack of effort. In fact, many of us, in the quest of trying to survive our wounds, put in a ton of effort. But we didn't know that the spiritual practice was only a management tool and never truly healing us. And as the unattended wounds grew in velocity to try to get our attention, the spiritual practice ante needed to be upped. Many of us were doing hours a day of self-help in order to try and be at peace. So let's have a look at some of the personal feelings we can suffer when our spiritual and healing practices are not truly healing us. Feelings like this. I've been doing healing for years or decades and yet my life hasn't changed. If I stop doing healing practices, I feel terrible again. I am frustrated that I always have to do so much healing on myself. I'm searching for my key to heal myself and I've done so many things but I haven't found that key yet. I've met countless people like myself who had done everything. Every spiritual practice, yoga, different courses, seminars, read countless books, had spiritual cleansers, colonics, diets, you name it. All and everything we can think of. But it wasn't until they removed trauma from their energy fields emotionally and vibrationally that they were able to live lives of being free of trauma. And this is my total personal experience as well as the one that I take a stand for. Every time I hear of someone attempting to manage their symptoms and not deciding to address their intense trauma within, I think I wish you luck with that. So let's have a look at the simplicity of healing, but what's the catch? True healing is simple, but it has a catch. Namely, are we prepared to meet ourselves? Meaning, are we able to drop all distractions on the outside to just sit and be with ourselves, take our consciousness inside our own body and be with our wounds with no masks, warts and all in order to self-partner and shift our trauma out? And notice that when you start to think about this that you might start getting itchy and distracted. And all of a sudden, there may be 10 different excuses running through your head such as, I'll start that tomorrow. I have this or that to do, that can wait. Or I think I'll start by reading that book first. And even if we're going to take action to heal, we may be more engineered towards seeking logical information that we think may help us or seek out a strategies to do rather than just simply being with facing and going inwards to ourselves to be our own saviour, which is exactly the power we have 100%, which is to heal ourselves. Everything else is not the direct path. So please understand, I'm not saying information is bad. It isn't. And when you learn how to be self-partnered and shift your own subconscious programs, information is a magnificent tool, a supplement to help you connect to the powerful inner shifts you want to reach for. And that's exactly how I use information that emanates from within or comes to me from without. However, Seeking information without committing to our inner being is still self-avoidance. And when we are self-avoiding, especially when we realize how important it is to spend the time to self-partner within, often it may be because our ego does not want us to be free of pain and fear. Unconsciously, we can be addicted to being a victim and being stuck in survival programs, believing that we need fear, 
pain, anxiety and judgment in order to keep safe. It's all an illusion of separation that we are separated from other beings and life itself out on the edge having to defend and protect in order to survive. We did not know that once we become unwounded enough that we can show up as a true authentic radiant self who will be more safe, powerful, magnetic and co-generative than we have ever been in our entire life. And we did not realize that hanging on to our pain and victimization and fear meant that every wound we had trapped inside us would continue to bring us the evidence of that wound in harder and heavier ways to get our attention so that finally we could release, release that wound from within us. So we tried every new practice, every this or that, every technique, read every book to try to find the answer. The fable of Buddha is so important to understand in this context. Three men came to Buddha to ask him where and how they may find their divinity. Buddha told them to follow their hearts and start searching. These men had no idea where to go so they came up with a plan. One was to search the earth at ground level, every nook and cranny. One searched every mountainous peak. The other searched the depths of every ocean. The men returned to Buddha empty-handed and they pleaded with him to tell them where their divinity was. Buddha said it is only through exhausting every avenue outside of yourself that you are ready to hear the answer. Your divinity has always been within. So let's have a look at my life now. What a change my life is. And the simple formula I now have for spiritual practice. One that releases me from the efforting, the searching, the relentless effort and the previous times of self-sabotage, which was my wounds having their way with me again and then having to drag myself out of a black painful hole again and then having to commit even more intensely to spiritual practice again to heal again. It was an exhausting, vicious circle that I was never getting out of, which then, of course, brought all the self-recriminations and doubt. Why on earth is this not working? I mustn't be doing it right. I mustn't be doing enough. Good grief, it was exhausting. Now and for a long time, my spiritual application is simple. This is how it goes. I fully meet my wounds to release trauma out of my body so that I have more space for life force and love to enter. That's it. And this is a purposeful switch from being trapped in survival, which was trying to survive my traumas, to allowing creation to rise up within me, which is having insight, inspiration, joy emanate within. I have for many years been my own healer, meaning I don't go to therapists to tell me what is wrong with me or how to heal it. And there is no need to. And I don't say this from a position of ego or superiority. I'm saying this from the absolute knowing of a truth which exists for every one of us. It is only our own personal subconscious which holds on to our own personal unique trauma. And it is only through directly meeting, being in contact with and releasing this trauma from our own inner being that we get to live free of it. No one other than ourselves can guess what that is or connect to it energetically, be with it emotionally and purge us of it. That job is ours. Yes, there are energy healers such as great kinesiologists who deal with DNA, ancestral trauma, as well as childhood and present wounds, who can access and shift energy from your inner being. However, if you need them all the time to do that for you, 
then you are still codependently reliant on someone outside of yourself for your own emancipation, which is not true empowerment. It means you are not self-actualized yet. My greatest passion is to teach people how to be self-partners, self-generative and their own profound inner being healers to the level where they will never need me or any therapist ever again. We live in a time now of heal thyself where we do have profound super tools that can find shift wounds and replace them instantly with higher functioning energy which is whatever your understanding of a higher power is that has the ability to miraculously heal what our limited minds and personalities can't. And such is quantum freedom healing, the main ingredient in the NART program. Since developing and using this tool to not only heal myself from conditions that were deemed a medical impossibility to heal, a complete psychotic and adrenal breakdown, I've also been able to evolve beyond all sorts of levels and states of being that I used to live. No longer do I Google research seek advice. I just go inside and release the trauma. Because rather than taking the indirect and long way around the cognitive path, trying to manage or learn my way out of the trauma that is causing me to operate in fear and maladaptive ways, I just become instantly free of trauma and emotional toxicity, which is faulty beliefs, one wound at a time. We all have that ability. The super tools to create such shifts in our subconscious are available now. Organic becoming is a new healing paradigm. It's the understanding that when we get a shift in our subconscious that the brain pathways immediately also shift to reflect the change, meaning we naturally just change and we do it instantly. We have literally become a new self on every topic we shift. This means no longer do we battle with the components of the wounded old self. They're simply gone. This means that the wounds get less and less. And rather than the same wounds repeating, we're actually emptying out the wounded container, which just gets less and less and less. Meaning that we have more space for organic joy, inspiration and creation, which just gets more and more. And we know we have made it to the other side instead of feeling like we're always treading water. Neuroscience is now proving the truth of this in real time. The filming of the brain synopsis pathways immediately letting go of old pathways when work is done to shift subconscious programs and instantly under microscopic camera forming new ones. This is not spiritual woohoo, it is literal science. After our previous struggles of trying to heal ourselves, healing ourselves in the new way can seem too simple. Yet it is that simple. But for many, it isn't because to meet ourselves, to be with our wounds with an open heart and open mind, fully accepting their existence in order to work with them, initially terrifies some people, and understandably. Only because we're all programmed to run away, cover over or project onto others those parts of ourselves that we would rather not look at. Yet when we self-partner without judgment and make that our highest calling, because it is the foundation of our entire life, we wonder how on earth we were trying to survive ourselves, others and life as a result of not doing that. Self-partnering, the meeting of our inner being fully, 
is exactly what true evolution is all about. It is the total up level for our entire planet, one person at a time. So I hope that this information has helped you understand why maybe your spiritual practice has helped manage but not truly healed you and what may be truly necessary in order to heal your deep traumas for real. And please know I would love you to join me in my next live webinar group and Facebook workshopping um, groups which is all about teaching you inspirationally and lovingly how you too can go inside and self-partner and become your own direct and powerful healer. And you can do that by joining me at melanietoniaevans.com forward slash free webinar and the link to that will be on my blog which is blog.melanietoniaevans.com so I hope that this has really uh, helped you and I look forward as always to your comments and questions on the blog so that's it from me until next time lots of love bye bye